coming up. It's not cold read material, is it, really? You're unhappy, I can tell. Maybe too much. I can't get the whistles out of my head. Now, what did you do with that potato line? That's called leaning into the different potatoes. How do you say that? Everything just stopped there for a moment while we listened to Phil. I mean, we could try. Come on, I kind of got that. It's just a lot more creative thinking, isn't it? That was lovely. Very interesting. Do as I say, not as I do. Pulled it off, definitely. And now, enjoy the podcast. How do you say that? How do you say that? How do you say that? How How do do you you say say that? that? Hello and welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That? Sponsored by BritishVoiceOver.co.uk The podcast for voiceovers, podcasters and anyone else with a professional interest in how your script should sound. Let me introduce my fabulous co-host, Samantha Boffin. Hello. Hello. Now today's fun (laughs) fact about Sam is that when her youngest son was born, her next door neighbour was congratulated on the birth of his new baby. Yep. Is there a milkman incident going on here, Sam? No, not at all. It's just <laughs> he is a stay-at-home dad and he had two children. I had two children and we yeah. used to go out together a lot when right. my children were tiny. And so, uh, of course, I, I spent, well, nine months, obviously, getting fatter and fatter being uh, being pregnant. <laughs> and everybody just assumed... Oh, that it was were, his. That, that, that it was his. So when I had the baby, eventually, <laughs> he was congratulated. And my poor husband himself didn't oh, get a look no. at it. It was very funny, actually. I, mean, I don't know what they thought of us. It looked as though I would have had a child every year for five years. You wow. Know, so. Okay, yeah. That, that's going some. <laughs> Indeed. So, and my co-host is Mark Rice, who prefers first to use WhatsApp on desktop, yeah. that's so weird, <laughs> as he can type faster on a keyboard than he can with his thumbs. Well, you know these young people, they just type with their thumbs oh. at like 1,400 miles an hour. These I youngsters. can do that on a keyboard because I learned to type on my mum's old typewriter. So oh. I'm very fast on a QWERTY keyboard. Strong fingers. But, exactly, but not with, not so much with thumbs. <laughs> Weird. Of course, it's not just us here. Every week we invite a voiceover guest to come and share their opinions and their talent, of course. And this week we are wending our way over to <laughs> Wales yeah. for voiceover Phil Rowe. Hi, Phil. Hello. Hello. Phil. Oh, it's lovely. So t- tell us exactly where you are. I'm in a village called Estalavera, mm-hmm. which is just on the edge of the Brecon Beacons, about... Nice. Uh, about 15 miles north of Swansea. I'm just going to say, before we do the biog, Sam, I could listen to Phil's voice all day and all night. I know, I know, absolutely. There was this kind of, everything just stopped there for a moment yes, while we listened exactly. to Phil. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do that a lot during this episode. Anyway, carry on. So Phil has been using his voice professionally since childhood, usually singing, until he had an illness that forced him to hang up his gigging boots in 2017. But then Phil was drawn to voiceover. This is interesting. After Mm. a poor AI voice was supplied to him for a project he was working on at the time. Mm -hmm. So, Phil, what was the project that you were working on that had an AI voice way back when? I actually published um, a magazine. So it it was actually an advertisement for that. Wow. Um, I got the AI voice, which was awful. And I already had the gear here. And it hadn't entered my head to do it myself, to be honest. So... Uh, I did it myself and it, it just went from there. It, you know, it sort of caught hold of me and there, off we went. <laughs> so absolutely. So in replacing that AI voice with your own and with, of course, these, all this recording experience behind him, Phil realised he could grow a new career from his own studio. That is brilliant. And since that glorious <laughs> moment, Phil has served hundreds of happy clients all over the globe in English and in Welsh with his beautiful tones and whilst his voice has covered many different genres of the industry Phil especially enjoys scripts that call for a little drama and allow him to explore the full range of his versatility absolutely um (laughs) we we are very pleased to have you here Phil uh do you have a fun fact for us oh yes um 
it it was a TV show I was on with a band, oh, donkeys years ago. And I wasn't aware of any protocol, so we finished our song. Right. And then I just wandered off and sat down at the front of the audience. Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so when it came on TV... I was sat there applauding myself on this. So the continuity was completely out. (laughs) It was. (laughs) I love There was no way around it for them. No. (laughs) That is funny. That is funny. Right, let's have a look at our first script of the show, shall we? And ask, how do you say that? How do you say that? Now, I chose this script because of you, actually, Phil, because it has a bit of drama. Well, it has a bit of drama in it because you're actually being a person. And it is... A script for Gloucester Cathedral, in fact. Ah, Does that mean it's like an audio guide? Yes, it is. But they wanted me to be ladies something or other. Um, oh. I can't remember who. Um, but I don't think Phil and I can be ladies. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, we could try. <laughs> it doesn't really matter because it just talks about the anse- her ancestor sure. being Edward III. Yeah. Um, so it could be any anybody. And, mm-hmm. I, and I got a feeling... I, probably did introduce myself at the beginning, but um, I don't think that was really important. It could have been done by a, a man or a woman, to right. be perfectly honest. So it's definitely in character, this? Well, you'll see from the actual script itself, yes. You're, so you're talking as if you're a person yeah. talking to the person that's looking round mm-hmm. the, um, well, it's an abbey, looking round the cathedral. But certainly mm. one-on-one. So you are yes. talking to one visitor who's maybe listening as opposed to a group of people. Yes, yes. And yep. you, okay. you take them around from point to point mm-hmm. as that person. Oh, exciting. That's more and more I'm hearing that with museum guides and so forth. And I love that. I think it's yeah. so much more immersive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's theatrical, isn't it? It, yeah. um, it draws you into to, 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 it's more like a production then, I suppose. Totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They can also change it up. You have other characters coming in and you can have little, almost little dramas yep. that yeah. are played out in certain places, which is, you know, really immersive, for particularly for family groups, I think. It's just yes, a lot yeah. more creative thinking, yep. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll have a go first then, shall Fantastic. I? Fantastic. Let's try and find the... So my ancestor was Edward III. All right. Let's see. Let's see what's going to come out of my yeah, mouth, shall we? You can, you can, do, what, you can do what you like. <laughs> okay, here goes. This is a truly splendid abbey, is it not? I have travelled all over the kingdom and visited many abbeys, but rarely, rarely have I seen one as fine as this. My ancestor, Edward III, transformed this. He made it into a beautiful resting place for his father, Edward II, who's buried here. They began their work right here. They remodelled the south transept first as a kind of experiment before they tackled the rest of the East End. All this magnificence was a grand stage for Edward II's tomb, but I'll tell you more about the tomb when we get there. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. You you really lent into your your character, actually. Uh, I believed that and I could see the bits that I was pointing to. The only thing that I thought about was maybe more of a pause between the second and third paragraph. I kind of ran them together. Yeah, although I think running them together is fine. The only thing that I would have said, when you said East End, you said it like the East End of London, as opposed to <laughs> yeah, the East, East End, end the versus the West End. So, yes, quite. Be, quite. But anyway, down but, the uh, East End. Down the East End. <laughs> so down there's the Queen Vic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, Edward III arms. What did you think, Phil? Um, I, I could see a, like a yeah. sort of little animated character in my mind. 
sort of uh, yes. walking you through the uh, through the cathedral. I wasn't thinking current modern day necessarily, though. No, I had gone back quite mm. away. Now it's interesting. Me, me too, and I think that was correct. But what was it in the script that gave it away? I think it's just the way that it, that it's actually written, particularly that that very first sentence. Yes, I've travelled all, all over the kingdom, but I've travelled all over the kingdom. All over the kingdom. Rarely have I seen. Yeah, exactly. nobody would say that in yeah. modern parlance, no. would they? No, exactly. Uh, maybe Giles Brandon, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Or now Stephen that, Fry, I don't know. There's somebody to model it on. Oh, yes. absolutely, quite. Uh, Phil, I am desperate to Ooh, hear what you're great. going to do yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. I think you're, you're going to bring something wonderful I think I'm going to, to do the same thing as you and see what comes out. <laughs> this is a truly splendid abbey, is it not? I have travelled all over the kingdom and visited many abbeys, but rarely have I seen one as fine as this. My ancestor, Edward III, transformed this. He made it into a beautiful resting place for his father, Edward II, who is buried here. They began work right here. They remodelled the south transept first as a kind of experiment before they tackled the rest of the east end. All this magnificence was a grand stage for Edward II's tomb. But I'll tell you more about the tomb when we get there. Oh, I love that. You oh, dialed the Welsh right down, actually. You kind of I went... You, so you kind like of went, that. Yes. It kind of went really I, d- I didn't think there was too many Welsh <laughs> <laughs> ancestors of Edward III. Possibly, yeah. possibly so. <laughs> yes, but, but very much on the English side. But I mean, that was lovely. That that had it such a it. sort of rounded storytelling vibe, I thought. Yes, that, absolutely. That really it was really storytelling, yeah. It was, yeah, ra- round the, round the mm. fire, really. It was, it was gorgeous. I loved that. <laughs> You actually really brought it to life in terms of there was almost that there, there was such a smile there for a start. Yes, there but was. you 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 really kind of you were so on the one hand it was storytelling and it was sort of the, I I I could hear the fire in the background almost. But at the <laughs> same time there was a huge amount of energy actually a huge amount. I was imagining sort of the hand waving historian, you know, sort of. Uh, yes. 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 Up. Yes. yes. <laughs> sort of. I thought there yeah. was almost a knowing wink there as well. Oh. Yes. Down, they they remodelled the south transept first. It's almost like like you you know where this story is going. It's not often I get accused of knowing. (laughs) That's what it felt like to me. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, you're 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 beginning to make me wish I had slightly more fun with it myself. There was a lot of fun in that. I felt. Go on, Sam. Show show us show us what you did then. Okay. This is a truly splendid abbey, is it not? I have travelled all over the kingdom and visited many abbeys, but rarely have I seen one as fine as this. My ancestor, Edward III, transformed this. He made it into a beautiful resting place for his father, Edward II, who's buried here. They began their work right here. They remodelled the south transept first as a, a kind of experiment before they tackled the rest of the east end. All this magnificence was a grand stage for Edward II's tomb, but I'll tell you more about the tomb when we get there. Oh, I thought that was lovely. And I also thought there was plenty of fun in there. Oh, there good. was yeah. the character good. really yeah. came out, and and I was think I could I could see you in your fine clothes. It was like you were trying to tell us the history of the family as well. Do, do you know yes. what I, I I imagined when I was doing it? I imagined at the time, but doing it now, I imagined you know like the ghosts in Harry Potter. 
Uh, you know, yes. there's the Ravenclaw ghost who kind of, the yes. grey lady who kind yep. of said, and I was a slightly more animated version of the grey lady, slightly more interested. It's lovely. That's one of the lovely bits of voiceover is just getting to play with your imagination, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And it really works for things like this as well, because yeah. to, to be honest, you can be anything. And I think from their point of view, from the, from the client's point of view, they just want you to bring something yep. that's yes. not flat. Mm-hmm. Yes, they want that's right, yeah. yes, they don't want it red. That's the last thing they yeah. want, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Play, how do you say that? It's worthwhile remembering that these are real scripts we've been working on, but we've changed the names and some details to avoid copyright issues. Indeed we have. Now, Phil, tell <laughs> us a bit about the script that you've brought to us. Oh, right. This was, it, this, this was actually, um, it, it's an internal script, so it was for boardroom. Okay. Um, but the client wanted... Um, some drama injected in. They had a beautiful video for oh. it to go over and they really wanted some, some sort of drama and gravitas with it. Ah. So it's more than your plain old um, corporate that gets played in a boardroom every so often. There's there's drama and there's feeling and there's, I mean, That's right. Eastern Delights Vodka. Is, is that? Wow. It has got some horrible names in here, though, um, Phil. It yes. has, yes. <laughs> Sorry Thanks about for that. that. Thanks for bringing that. So can you take us through them? So Sakurajima? Sakurajima Peninsula. Sakurajima. And k- in Kagoshima. Kagoshima. Like Hiroshima, Kagoshima. Yeah. Presumably. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. I'm absolutely sure I'll trip over that, Sam. I don't know about you. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, I think I'm going first, so I, I, you, you'll, you'll be happy to hear that I have too. I did read the first line and think, oh, have they just stolen it from an M&S commercial? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, is this copywriting 101? <laughs> okay. This isn't just any vodka. The Eastern Delights vodka is a symbol of pan-Asian craftsmanship where each ingredient is meticulously chosen from the finest offerings across the continent. In a blend that plays homage to the East, the Eastern Delights vodka is triple blended with distillates of exotic longan honey from Taiwan, robust barley from the towering Tibetan highlands, and an extraordinary mixture of different potatoes. To perfect the blend, it's proofed with the ultra-soft water that flows from the picturesque Sangurajima, <sighs> Sakurajima, Sakurajima, with the ultra-soft water that flows from the picturesque Sakurajima Peninsula in Kagoshima, Japan. Ah, Kagoshima. God, that's so difficult, that isn't it, when you said that, That would take me three or four times. Yeah, it's yeah. not cold read material, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Sakurajima Peninsula in Kagoshima. It's the combinations of words, isn't yeah. it, that, uh, that are just sort of out of pattern with your normal speech and things. Uh, Was the bit that you really liked about the different <clears throat> potatoes? Oh, my God, the different potatoes <laughs> were great, my favourite bit. I thought the read w- was lovely, and you went, was, in quite, yes. you went in quite softly, I thought, mm. and, it, and it got more storytelling... As it went on. So when you got to in a blend that pays homage to the East, I was really into your story about it. Then. Mm, yeah. Oh, you're unhappy. I can tell. You're unhappy. <laughs> well, I, I can am. tell. No, I am. But because it, you kind of think, oh, come on, I could have got that. But yeah, it's just like, no, 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 you're absolutely right. It is really an excerpt because there was quite a bit before it that was very dramatic. Right. And then right. it sort of okay. slipped into this. So, so that, you know, you, you'd sort of hit this bit running. And, and, and I mean, that line. So like, like you say, that... Uh, 
this isn't just any vodka. It's difficult not to have that M and S. I'm wondering what I'm going to do to try and maybe bring more drama yeah. to it. I I might try and overlay a bit of character on it rather than me, which is yes. what we've been talking about in the last few weeks in the podcast, actually, isn't yes. it? That, so yes, yes, rather yes. than a straight read, just to overlaying something on there. I'm not yes. quite sure what yet, though. Let's give it a try. Then. This isn't just any vodka. The Eastern Delights Vodka is a symbol of pan-Asian craftsmanship, where each ingredient is meticulously chosen from the finest offerings across the continent. In a blend that pays homage to the East, the Eastern Delights Vodka is triple blended with distillates of exotic longan honey from Taiwan, robust barley from the towering Tibetan highlands, and an extraordinary mixture of different potatoes. To perfect the blend, it's proofed with the ultra-soft water that flows from the picturesque Sakurajama Peninsula in Kagoshima, Japan. Ooh. I know I got that wrong, but I thought I would go for it. Lots of, yeah, lo- lots of drama in that. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, but, but, uh, I would say maybe too much, but yes, exactly. again, we could pull it back, you yeah. know? As, yeah. a, as yeah. a starting point. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. As the, what does what um, Emily Jardine call it? The pancake read. The first, like the first pancake, you, re- you throw away. You yeah. throw away the first yes. one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, which we don't do on the podcast, of course, because that, 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 that entirely that is, it. is yes. it kind of teaches people where we come from. Yes, we could pull back on that, especially the extraordinary mixture of different potatoes. I heard you laugh and snigger at that point. Love a different potato. Love a different potato. A different potato. I enjoyed the fact that you attacked that. As I say, I, I, I kind of feel I need to do more attacking. Are you actually only got one vote. Well, wrong in that that whole read. Oh, that was it. Oh. Well, well, he, well. He is, he's a pro. Now, Phil, I'm I'm fascinated <clears throat> to hear how you actually did it, especially as you were saying that there was quite dramatic stuff just above this part of script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting to see how you go into it. Mm. Yeah. This isn't just any vodka. The Eastern Delights vodka is a symbol of Pan-Asian craftsmanship where each ingredient is meticulously chosen from the finest offerings across the continent. In a blend that pays homage to the East, the Eastern Delights vodka is triple blended with distillates of exotic long and honey from Taiwan, robust barley from the towering Tibetan highlands, and an extraordinary mixture of different potatoes. (laughs) To perfect the blend, it's proofed with the ultra-soft water that flows from the picturesque Sakurajima Peninsula in Kagoshima, Japan. It's so listenable. Now, what did you do with that potato line? <laughs> I just well, you I tell me. Just what did you do? Through. I can't get the whistles out of my head when I. When I <laughs> That's called leaning oh. into the different potatoes. That is but, leaning, um, leaning into leaning the different into potatoes. The different potatoes but what you did so beautifully, and and you were able to get, of course, those flipping pronunciations at the end, mm. you actually went slightly slower over them. You gave them some space, which is a really good yes, tip, actually, to yeah. do. Mm. You sort of did a little brief... Um, I, but I think that comes from once you've sort of done it a few times, isn't it? you, yeah. you know, you do it and fluff it and do it and fluff it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and you sort of end up giving yourself that space as you relax into it kind of thing, yes. don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because you see a word like that, and and you there's a bit of tension when you're approaching it, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think so, and uh, and so I think that's a really good tip. That's one that I I will try next time. It's a tip I give 
to, funny enough, it's a tip I give to other people, but it's not one that I, I, I actually took on board myself. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> exactly. So th- there was a real Anthony Hopkins feel to to the weaving oh, of that, uh, yes. I felt, ah. um, which you must hear um, all the time, which must be annoying. But <laughs> Interestingly, I think because we'd just been talking about the M&S ad, I actually mm. thought you went into it quite M&S ad, yes. actually, in that first line, which I suspect in the real thing, you probably didn't. Quite probably didn't. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, this was mid-flow, so, yeah, so it wouldn't have been sort of yeah, the same so style. it's quite yeah. different, yeah. Yep. And yeah. it's only because those words are very much, this isn't just any. That That is yeah. so yes. almost yeah. copywritten you for m You can hear yeah, Samba exactly. Party yeah, playing yeah. in the background. Can't you? Really lovely. I'll say it again. Could listen to you all day. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> How do you say that? And that is the straight script part done, guys. So that's it. And now it's the section of the show where anything can happen. Because it's the wild cards. So let's see if we can approach these lovely scripts in a completely different way. Mm. Phil, can you pick one of the scripts for Sam to do and think of a new motivational genre for her? Yes. Okay, I thought sort of, you know, that sort of female pathé news kind of... uh, Vintage. Yep. The vintage, okay. um, the vintage English mm, sort of yes. um, uh, instructional read. That's okay. interesting, Phil, because uh, I've certainly done that before in the wildcard. I don't think you have, Sam, though, have you? No, I haven't. Mm. I haven't. In fact, I don't think I've ever been asked to do it. Really? Yeah. I've never done it before. Whereas I think your voice... <laughs> remember when you did Joyce Granville a few yeah. weeks ago? I think yeah. it kind of leans towards that slightly. Okay. Slightly. Slightly, yes. And which, which <laughs> script... Do we want? Uh, script two, please. Right, okay then. Okay. This isn't just any vodka. The Eastern Delights vodka is a symbol of pan-Asian craftsmanship where each ingredient is meticulously chosen from the finest offerings across the continent in a blend that plays homage to the East. The Eastern Delights vodka is triple blended with distillates of exotic longan honey from Taiwan. Robust barley from the towering Tibetan highlands and an extraordinary mixture of different potatoes. To perfect the blend, it's proofed with the ultra-soft water that flows from the picturesque... (laughs) That flows from the picturesque Sakurajima... Sakurajima... Sakurajima. That flows from the picturesque Sakurajima Peninsula in Kagoshima, Japan. That flows from the Far East... <laughs> yes, I should have done that. Nicely done. I think that's what I think that's probably what they would have done then. Uh, I love that. Um that was I knew lovely. you could I knew you could nail that. Absolutely. It just needs the little bit of a uh, crackle over the top of it, Phil, mm. doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It, there is a rhythm to the Pathé News, a definite rhythm. But that rhythm would also be reflected in the way it had been written, wouldn't it? That's, of course, that's it, the, that's of the course thing. it would. Absolutely. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, Phil, guess what? It's your go now. Oh, no. I'm go- I'm going to do- I'm going to choose one for you um i'm going to get you to do script one so the tour around the abbey right and i would like you to do it uh much bigger than you did the first read almost as as a king so so uh, your ancestor edward the third you are you are uh, middle ages king proclaiming so rather than taking people round the abbey you right. are proclaiming this this is this is your inheritance it's 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 your family did this very proud okay this is a truly splendid abbey is it not i have traveled all over the kingdom and visited many abbeys 
but rarely have I seen one as fine as this. My ancestor, Edward III, transformed this. He made it into a beautiful resting place for his father, Edward II, who is buried here. They began their work right here. They remodelled the south transept first as a kind of experiment before they tackled the rest of the east end. All this magnificence was a grand stage for Edward II's tomb. But I'll tell you more about the tomb when we get there. Lovely. Big. Absolutely really nice. talking to the minions. And yeah. if they didn't like it, they could shut up and get to the back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, it. I found it quite hard to stay Welsh. <laughs> How interesting. Did you? <laughs> it was bizarre. Isn't that yeah. interesting? How interesting. <laughs> Gosh. I don't think wow. I've done any wet loud Welsh. This is the strange thing. I think in video games, people have missed a trick if they haven't asked you to do that. Yeah, I, I did do sure. one Welsh, uh, the Welsh Infantry, um, Welsh Regiment, Welsh Fusiliers. Right. Um, so I did some sort of Welsh battle craze. But other than that, uh, all my Welsh has been just, you know, spoken. Producers listening, exactly, you know what to cast Phil for now. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, I suppose, Sam, I ought to have a go, really. It's like, yes. you can think of something nice for me to do. <laughs> I can. I, I want you to be, I want you to be a librarian. <laughs> okay. And I, I want you to be quite a, um, a nervous librarian. Or nervous as opposed to snippy. You are quite far down in the librarian oh, chain of yeah. command. So the snippy one's up here and I'm right there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh -huh. so, so you took on this job. I'll give you a whole backstory here. You took on this job <laughs> yep. because uh, you thought it would be quite, you know, you'd be able to fade into the background a little bit. You're, right. you're quite a nervous person. But now you've got to address an entire school party. <laughs> so I'm guessing you want script one. No, I want script two. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> oh, that is that is tough. That is tough. Right. Okay. All right. Let's give it a try. I'm nervous. This isn't just any vodka. The Eastern Delights vodka is a. It's a symbol of Pan Asian craftsmanship, where each ingredient is meticulously chosen from the finest offerings across the continent. In a blend that pays yeah, in a in a blend that pays homage to the East. Mm -hmm. The Eastern Delights vodka is triple blended with distillates of exotic long and honey from Taiwan. Robust barley from the towering Tibetan highlands and an extraordinary mixture of potatoes. <laughs> To, are they different potatoes, or are they the same potatoes? I, uh, just potatoes. Um, mm. To perfect the blend, it, it, it's proof with the ultra-soft water that flows from the picturesque Sakajima Peninsula in Kagoshima, Japan. Really? <laughs> well, there's always one in the group, isn't there? There's always one. I could see you fiddling with your spectacles all the way yes. through that. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I looked over to the snippy librarian just to see if I was doing it right. Ah, and right. You, uh, yeah. And they raised one and eyebrow. I, yeah, they raised one eyebrow going, yeah, just get on with it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that came across. They won't fight. Just do it. That's quite difficult, that. Pulled it off, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Very lovely and completely different from how you did it in the first place. Well, I tell you what, people listening, if you want to play along in the privacy of your own booth where there's people not listening, we've put the scripts in the show notes so you can have a bash yourselves, no problem. 
Yeah, and we would love to hear from you if you have any wildcard genres you'd like us to have a go at ourselves in a future mm. episode. So you can DM Mark or myself on social media or just comment on one of the How Do You Say That posts or you can email at podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. So let's turn to our voiceover question this week. Slightly mm. geeky, but Phil and Sam, let's embrace the geekiness, shall we? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> How many voiceover mics do you own? Well, Phil, actually, how many voiceover mics do you own? Um, four, four that oh. I that I use. If I'm doing maybe a lot of different characters, I'm, mm. there's right. four mics mm. that I might turn to. But I have more mics, but some of them I don't use. Do you? Before. You've got more than you've four. got more than four. <gasps> wow. Yes, yes, yes. What's your favourite one? Uh, my favourite is is an NT1E. Boring old NT1 here, <laughs> which is the most boring answer I could come up with, really. And is that the one that you use for most things, or do you swap and change depending on what you effect you need? I do use it for most things. I, I've also got a Synco D2, mm-hmm. um, which is a shotgun mic, right? which, which I will use. It's, it's a bit darker than the NT1 here. I've got another uh, sort of large large condenser mic, and then I've, mm-hmm. I keep um, an AKG D5 dynamic mic here as well. That, do you? Uh, that uh, I find useful for some very loud things. Oh, right. so oh, okay. So maybe for computer games or nice. something, yeah, if you've got to be really loud. F- some uh, I did. I had to do half hour of screaming not so long back, mm. and I and I used that for that because it was just easier. It was more controllable, to be honest. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So so for for things like that, a different mic might make a big difference. Yeah. I have to admit, Sam, yes. that I only own two, and I right. really only use one. <gasps> um, I, and I use it for everything. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago that my mic proximity hmm. is good in yes, terms of I know the characters and I know where the proximity yep. is. I think that's because I do use one mic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I found a mic that I really like. It's a Lewitt LCT uh, pure sub-zero thingy. Uh, from Lewitt, and I, I, I can't remember it. I can't remember what that actual title of it is. I really like it. It works for me. Well, oddly enough, singing, I would never have changed my mic ever. Oh, interesting. In just the same way, because because I knew the mic that I, that I had. Yep. Um, and and you you know you sort of know where to place yourself for different things, and and as you say, you you get to know the mic. That singing mic. Do you still use it? Yeah, it's that AKG D five. Yeah. Oh. Ah, okay. And my other mic is uh, Sennheiser. What what kind? I can't remember. I can't, can't remember. remember what it's number just it is. sort of standard Sennheiser. No, I, I'm saying this as though I know a lot about mics. I do not know a lot about mics. <laughs> I'm now proving myself to be the least geeky of the three of us. I'm so pleased. But, well, no. I mean, uh, to, to be honest, I, I don't really know much about mics myself. I do have a few. I started off with one that I now kind of just have a backup. And I, I do a lot of teaching, you know, actually in-person teaching. So that's yep. my mic that I take with me because hmm. it, it doesn't it, it can um, it can stand being you know carried about a lot yeah but uh the one the two that i would could use in my voiceover booth would be the one i'm using now which is a sontronics aria which is a valve mic but i've got a tlm 103 mm-hmm. but, but that was is very much now a it used to be my main mic it's now mm-hmm. very much a backup mic should anything go wrong with this one could either of you bring yourself to part with a mic <sighs> oh god no when you replace it you always yeah. keep the old one don't you mm. It, that's a really good question. Because yeah, no, you do see right. mics going for sale secondhand, and, and I look and I think, these people are farm animals. <laughs> 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 Every mic I have, and I have it, some really cheap mics as well. Yeah, yeah. They've all got something that you that you think there's something appealing about, about each type yes. of mic, you know. And you learn to work with it. Yes, absolutely. 
you, you, you go to a directed session at someone else's studio, it's someone else's mic. You've got it's what comes out of your mouth and the breathing yes. and everything else. It's the performance yes. right. as yeah. opposed to the microphone. I mean, it's great for your home setup, but you can't yeah. guarantee that that's the sound you will have always. No. And, and I have noticed that when I'm at an outside studio, I sound a different again. Different. Sometimes yeah. better, sometimes yeah. not as good. No, mm. no, mainly yeah, better. Yeah. No. Mainly better. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the same goes, of course, to all of us working from home because we learn to produce our own voices as yes, well. Yes, of course. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And as that can sort yes, of fly in right. your face yeah. with a directed session sometimes. Oh, well, we learn a lot on every episode, as we know. Well, let me yeah. say a huge thank you to our guest, Phil Rowe. Thank you, Phil, for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. It's been oh. great fun. We have Pleasure. loved having you. Loved having you. We'll put all your details in the show notes so that people can find you and uh, give you that dramatic king role that, that I absolutely <laughs> yes. see you deserve. Definitely, definitely. Marvellous. Yes. Remember, out there, you can subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast platform and the latest episode will magically appear on your device every Friday. It's magic. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks again to Phil for being a superb guest. Yes. Tune in next week for more scripts and another fabulous voiceover guest where yes. we'll be asking... We do this bit all together. I know you've listened to the podcast. We'll do it all together. When we'll be asking, how do you say that? How do you say that? that?